Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Plenty of extension talk. We will be talking about Joe Burrow and extension for quite a few months over this offseason. They'll be uh, continuing their offseason program. Joe Burrow was there. Uh, you know, some of the other players were there. Joe Mixon was there. T. Higgins wasn't there for the first day. Jamar Chase wasn't there for the first day. Tyler Boyd, Sam Hubbard's working at home. Jonah Williams wasn't there, which isn't surprising at all. For me personally, I don't look too much into off-season program workouts because a lot of guys work out with their trainers in other cities, uh, maybe where their other house is in their hometown. Uh, none of that's you know a huge deal when you get into the OTAs. Minicamp, some of that does get canceled for the Cincinnati Bengals over the last couple of years. Zach Taylor um, ends up ending camp a little bit early when they get into June, but the main focus is going to be training camp. Who's going to be there for training camp? Will Jonah Williams, if he's a part of the team, be there during training camp? And Zach Taylor uh, talked to the media on Monday when they did get there and they arrived at Paycourt. Of course, Jonah Williams was one of the guys. He was asked if he's had any conversations with Jonah Williams ever since Jonah Williams had his trade request. And, and Zach, not really that surprising. I didn't take it as positive or negative, but he said, you know, those conversations are private with the players. What did you think of um, Zach Taylor's comments and, and Jonah not being there? Coach speak. Yeah. <laughs> Always. It's, I mean, like, I guess if there was a revelation and Jonah Williams was like, you know what, coach, I'm going to play right tackle no matter what. Take away my trade. He would have said something like, uh, Jonah and I worked it out. We're fine. Uh, but Jonah's still like, yeah, if you could find a trade partner, trade me. And I just in front office, it's like, if we find the right value, we'll trade. And, uh, but I don't think Jonah would hold out. 
I, I also don't think he's relatively happy with the organization. I don't know. Uh, coach speak to me. <laughs> like, uh, I assume Zach is going to be nice and a good, he's a good leader. He's a good leader of his, he's a good player's coach. He's going to be nice to his players. He's going to protect their privacy. If things aren't going that well, he's not going to blast them in the media. Uh, doesn't do any good. So I think it's all just coach speak and no need to look too far into it. I don't think it gives us any hint towards anything. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Jonah Williams, we've talked plenty on the podcast. Some people are high, some people are low on him. Uh, a lot of people ever since he wanted his trade request are like, get rid of him. And again, there has to be two parties for the Cincinnati Bengals to get rid of him. They won't give him away for just a box of footballs, uh, even though I think some of the fan base wish they would. Uh, so Jonah Williams is currently on this team. I still feel like he'll, if he's not at training camp, he will be ready before regular season gets here. Kind of a similar situation with Jesse Bates last year. Um, he's going to want to get paid. If he doesn't show up, he's not going to get paid. And um, you're not helping yourself in any way if you don't go and show up for this final year, if you want to go move on to another team, if they don't find a trade partner, because if someone sees you sit out for you, you're going to be like, oh, I didn't get to see Jonah Williams. The last time I saw him, this is what he looked like at left tackle. The thing is, Jonah Williams can't guarantee himself that he's going to go to another team and play left tackle. That team could do whatever they want with him. Uh, so me personally, we won't really know any of those conversations behind the scenes. I just didn't feel like Zach Taylor said a whole lot. I don't, didn't feel like Zach meant, oh, no, that means he's definitely gone. Um, because Zach says the conversations are private. Zach does that all the time with all the players. And I felt like he handled the Jesse Bates situation over the last couple of years really as professional as you can. I don't really think there was anything, you know, too much to look into for, for Jonah Williams to be determined if he's a starting right tackle in September. But I do want to bring this up because I thought about it. Jackson Carmen was there. And if you would have told me September, October of last year, Jackson Carmen is going to be a possible option for right tackle or starting offensive line or depth piece with this offensive line in 2023, I would have said, no way. He's not on this roster at all. And uh, Trags, one of the uh, the Bengals beat writers, actually tweeted out and said he looked pretty thin for Jackson Carmen coming into his offseason workout. So, you know, maybe he is excited for this opportunity. Zach Taylor said he's in the mix for the right tackle position. Lyle Collins, um, he wasn't there for the offseason program so far. He's working back at home. So we don't know what Lyle looks like, but he's a possibility at right tackle. What do you think about the mixture of these three players um, if we don't even bring in a rookie right now? I think it's Jonah's job to lose. I think Collins won't be ready for week one. So Carmen would be the main competition. I will say... I feel like deja vu right now. Like we did this last year, Jackson Carmen, the vegetable pizza, all these stories about how he was able to keep his weight down. And then he lost his job to a fourth round rookie from North Dakota state. So I, I, I'm not going to buy fully in <laughs> because there was a report. Jackson Carmen looking pretty thin right now. It's like, Okay. <laughs> I missed the vegetable pizza story. That was totally one that I missed on Jackson Carmen. Yeah, he talked about how he lost weight with vegetable pizza or something. I, whatever. That This is peak off-season. We're already hitting it. Not not my... Man, I'm going to have to talk about this for months. Hey, <laughs> I, am, I am admitting now... Man, I don't care about like off-season hype stories about how guys are like in the best shape of their lives. It usually doesn't mean that. It usually is just like, sure. 
It, half the time it means that guy's washed. <laughs> like I'm sure Zeke's been in the best shape of his life the past four years. So uh, Mike uh, isn't high on Jackson Carmen right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say I'm low. He saved his career with the that playoff with that playoff run uh, because you and I both agreed he was probably a cut mm-hmm. uh, before the injuries and he stepped in and played at a decent level. So I, I think he saved his career. I'm not trying to be too low on him. I'm more so low on offseason weight stories. Those are the ones I don't – unless a guy comes in and then drags <laughs> – tweets out like just, i don't want to use that insert name really ballooned up it doesn't look like good weight that's what i'll believe the offseason story i'm like whoa you know what and i love our beat writers um half of them are, are pretty much the majority of them are my friends but they are really nice about these players they don't they are it's not like the boston media or the new york media when they will just slam them um they're, if they're if they're if they're mean i feel like fans really get on them that's true. To, if they try to criticize players at all, uh, but if Joe if Joe Mixon's ballooned up, I can trust Kelsey. Oh, <laughs> oh <yeah. laughs> I just think she's honest about him. That, she, that's I don't mean that in a bad way for Kelsey. I mean I think she's honest about like the Mixon situation, and nobody else really is. So uh, I I'm, I don't mean to I wasn't trying to slam her or Mixon. I just think like. I don't try to say the other reporters too. I just think she's the only one that might actually say something. We'll just say everybody's amazing. Everybody does a great job covering the Cincinnati Bengals. But yeah, but uh, yeah, everyone's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I look forward to all the coverage um, and, and hearing what's happening during the offseason workouts. And like, this is where we're at right now. We're talking about Jackson Carmen, which is actually a little surprising for me. But as far as the storylines, nothing really crazy. Um, I want to go to Joe Mixon because again, you're going to hear the Bengals have gone to Joe Mixon and they've said, you know, we want to talk about a pay cut. None of that is surprising. And that's what the Bengals front office should do. That makes sense. If they are trying to work out some of these extensions, they're like, you know what, we can save money on Joe Mixon and put it towards this. Um, And maybe those conversations have already happened. Joe Mixon is there. He's already been there. And I think that looks good on Joe Mixon. You know, I, a lot of things have happened this offseason, and he's been in the news a lot. I know fans feel about 50-50 on if Joe Mixon should be the running back next year, but are you surprised to see him see him there? And, um, I mean, I, I'm still at a big question mark what this team's going to do. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Joe Mixon has always been a pretty consistent locker room presence and leader of the team. Um, Off-field stuff not considered here. I'm not that surprised. Uh, I just – that sounds like Joe to me. I also think – he knows about everything because uh, he had a media question. Somebody's like, you have time for anything? And he just said something 
it was something like um year seven ready to roll and then left <laughs> i was like <laughs> good for you I, I he's a i think what we miss in the whole conversation about his contract is he's a good player like he on the field is he's a good player and um is that worth whatever in the current running back market what i i don't know maybe uh but I, I actually got an interesting question, which was what would make Joe Mixon worth his current cap hit? And honestly, I think we forget, but probably 2021, it's just that they can trust him in pass protection. So he's not off the field for two minute drill. That I think would make him worth the cap hit because he's, he's an excellent runner when he's healthy and he's been a good receiver. There's just been one aspect missing with everything. And that is the, that uh, you probably also can't have a high, high profile running back added to the team as well, you know, like uh around one round two type to make him worth that deal. Cause you're going to give that guy touches. But if you have a round three or later running back and he is giving you 2021 production and he can pass protect, he's worth the $12 million. I think that is, I think some people would say like, there's nothing that can make him worth that, but I don't, I don't believe in that. I, I don't know. I, I think he's a good player. I just want to give some context to everything with him because want to treat him fairly too. I know we talk a lot about the cap hit. I just wanted to get that off field stuff, not considered in any of this. I know that there is quite a bit of that going on. So uh, I'm going to let that sort itself out, not insert myself into it. That is exactly what the Bengals front office is doing. Uh, we don't hear from them often, but Katie Blackburn pretty much had similar statements. That's gonna, that's not something that she's going to insert any opinion in or, um, you know, add to any of the Joe Mixon questions. And that's gonna, that's a Joe Mixon thing. He's, you know, working on that. We don't know a lot when that's all going to be finished, but I think you bring up a good point. You've actually said this, uh, maybe a couple months ago about Joe Mixon. We do talk about the cap hit a lot. And believe me, I've been exhausted with this conversation with Joe Mixon, with Jonah Williams, two of the people we talked about in this segment. Uh, but but overall, it wasn't just give Joe Mixon a pay cut just to give Joe Mixon a pay cut. Mm-hmm. You know, that didn't make sense because Joe, you know, he hasn't been a really productive player for the Cincinnati Bengals. And for me personally, I'm all about if Joe. If Joe Mixon is Joe Mixon and, and he can be a talented running back out there in 2023. He helps this offense and he's better on this squad than, than someone else's. So I'm totally fine with that. What what happens with players and their money and what they should be getting and what should they should be, you know, be asked or the team should be asking for let that's just it's hard to talk on that for for a player and give my opinion of what I think they sh- they're worth. Um but I remember you saying that, and I don't think people bring that up enough when they're they're talking about Joe Mixon and, and the salary cap of, you know, don't just cut his contract just to cut it. Don't don't just tell Joe Mixon to take less just to take less. You know, where are you putting that money? Um, you know, if you don't really need to save it, and I feel like the Bengals front office has a pretty good ideal look of where they are financially <laughs> with some of these extensions with Joe Burrow with T Higgins. Um, they have Jonah Williams is obviously $12 million. So yeah, I, I remember you bringing that up and I was like, you know, I just, we don't, we don't talk about it enough. I don't think. Yeah. And if he does take the pay cut, uh, like they're talking about, um, I think there was some speculation that he is being asked to take the pay cut that coincides with extensions too. It doesn't just mean bringing in other guys. Um, but the extensions are going to increase the cap hit for this year for T Higgins, for Logan Wilson, for Joe Burrow, especially. So 
if he takes the pay cut to keep those guys long term, that makes sense. Early on in free agency, I was definitely all about like, you know, if you're going to bring a guy in, makes total sense. And I, I still kind of am there. Like if you wanted to bring in Zeke and you cut Mixon's contract and then the running back room makes the same amount of money, but you have two good players now. I do think Zeke has a very – he's a super role player, I think, at this point in his career, but he's still good at it. Um, he could be a short yardage guy. Mixon can too, but he can also pass protect like nobody else. So if you needed to replace that P Ryan role, there's your guy. Um, but yeah, I've been about, especially don't cut Mixon just to save money, but don't even ask him for the, for the pay cut. If you don't like, if you have nothing you're going to do with that money, what's the point? Uh, that's where I've always been on this. So I'm not asking a guy to take a pay cut just to, you know, I need, I can't pay that much to a running back. There has to be something with it for me. You know, like it's that kind of works with the, it doesn't work as much with the Jonah Williams, but like if you're going to trade Jonah Williams for like a fifth round pick or something, that would also have to be with another move to me. But if you're going to trade him for like a third, that's just good value. Yeah. <laughs> right. But if you're going to trade him for pennies on the dollar, I don't see the point in getting rid of players just to save money when, you know, that that's just, uh, that's what, that's, that's what, you know, I, I don't want to say it, but. That's what bad teams do because it happens all around yeah. the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I was also thinking of baseball teams. I know one in town, uh, but uh, but uh, but no, I, it happens all the time. You see a player go for a fifth, and you're like, "How in the world did that player go for a fifth? And then you look at the front office, who got rid of him, and you're like, "Oh, that makes sense." You know, they the way they did that, and I, I that's why I think Jonah Williams is still on this roster right now. Look. Can, would I be surprised if they trade him for a fifth? Actually, I would <laughs> when it comes to my problems <laughs> office. I think they would rather just say, Jonah Williams, you're either going to play or you can, you, you can just sit out and not make $12 million. Um, that's just that's just how they are. Um, and that is fine with me. But I, yeah, that's, that's not how this front office works during this time period. But I do want to say one thing when it comes to the running back room. I saw a mock yesterday and they keep changing. I'm over them. I want people just to rip them up and throw them away. But I saw one where it had Bijan, and I've said this before, where he goes to the Buffalo Bills. And I need a live cam on you because they pick one pick before the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, how would you feel if Bijan's still there and the Bengals are <sighs> bills away from them picking? I would be surprised. I don't think the – I'm not a bills expert. I don't think they value the position like that. That's just what I'll say about it. I think they'd spend a second-round pick on it last year, and to them, that's spending a first-round pick on it. We'll also say Bijan, top 10 player, top five player in this class. This that To me, that's an easy pick. Uh, he – could fall because of running back value, but man, I am taking that guy over so many guys that are in the late half of the first round. Uh, if I don't have a real first round grade on a guy, I'm taking Bijan over him. So if I've got like a late first, you know, that's, that's Bijan time. Take him over Dewan Jones or taking him over, shoot, I'd probably take him over, I'd probably take him over Darnell Wright. I don't know. I think Bengals fans get mad at me about that. Uh, they also got Damian Harris's offseason. Thank you, Nick. So they are. This is plenty of money that they are spending, and capital they're spending on the running back position. I will say, I would be upset because I think that makes their team much better as well. I wouldn't like it because of that. Uh, but you know, let them take some guy that I don't know. But hopefully they. That, I don't care that much. I don't know. Like, to me, I, I'm more worried about the Chiefs. I know people keep trying to say the Bills are the top dog in the AFC or right there. 
and they are near there. It's just they're not the Chiefs. <laughs> so if I'm going to worry about another team in the AFC, I'm going to worry about the Chiefs. Yeah, I, and I think the Chiefs would say the same thing about the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they would say that's their biggest competition. You never hear the Chiefs talk about their own division. It is the Cincinnati Bengals all the way. I think some fans were were more impressed with the AFC Championship win over a Super Bowl, which is absolutely wild to me. Uh, but we'll move on. I want to talk cornerback. Still want to get to the tight end room and more on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. <laughs> 